This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Mr. Chief Justice, please the court. You have on leggings. You can't wear leggings unless you have on a dress down below your knees. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Life of the Law. I'm Nancy Mullane. How long could your relationship last without a kiss? Without more than a kiss? Could you last a year? Two? What about 10, 20? In prison, couples are forced to keep their relationships alive in visiting rooms with two-second hugs. One, two, let go. So they write letters and they make phone calls. Many break up. But there's another option. If you're married or in a domestic partnership, you might be eligible for something called a family visit, also known as a conjugal visit, or on the inside, a booty call. It means a couple can be together, inside prison, alone or with their children for extended visits. They can have privacy, and they can have sex. Back in the 90s, 17 states allowed prisoners to have these conjugal visits. But things have changed. Earlier this year, Mississippi and New Mexico both ended conjugal visits in their prisons. And today, only three states, New York, Washington, and California, allow inmates to have this kind of intimacy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Can we stand here if we have a visit with reception? No, uh, you go on the, on the other side. Oh, on the other side. And they probably not going to let you wear their clothes in. They're going to make you change their clothes. You have on leggings. You can't wear leggings unless you have on a dress down below your knees. I'm standing with Maisha Paul at the gate at San Quentin, the prison just north of San Francisco. 
Because her husband, Marcelo Paul, is locked up in a California prison, they can still qualify for a conjugal visit. And she's letting me tag along. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maisha is middle-aged with short, bleach-blonde hair and a no-nonsense look in her eye. She's wearing baggy red sweatpants and a sweatshirt that's too big. Yeah, she's what never happened? been here, and then her T-shirt is fitting real tight. So, yeah, they're going to make a change all that. I got to the point where I just come in sweatpants, baggy sweatpants. <laughs> Too much of a hassle. I'm not putting on nobody else's clothes. But they are comfortable. Well, leggings are comfortable, but that's not for up here. Why not? Uh, they're a little too revealing. They don't really like you to have anything that's form-fitting. You know, we come with hips and all that, so it's kind of hard to find stuff that don't fit around in it, and you know. <laughs> but I just buy some men's sweatpants or something and make it work. Even in California, not all prisoners qualify for these intimate visits. Prisoners convicted of a sexual crime or a violent crime against a minor or a member of their family and those serving life sentences are all denied conjugal visits. Except for what happens behind closed doors during these officially sanctioned private visits, in prison, all sex is illegal. That means tens of thousands of men and women locked up in prisons throughout America may never be able to sleep next to their partner or have sex ever again. So you stand here outside this door. Can you describe what's going to happen? Um, right now, I'm waiting for the family visiting coordinator to come, Foster. He'll come and he'll take me in there. He'll get my bags and process those and go through them and send them through the metal detector. Then I go through the metal detector. Um, I also go inside and pick out some movies, dominoes, that type of thing. And then he'll grab my stuff, put it in the trunk, and take me down to see my husband. I imagine this prison-approved sex will happen someplace prison-like in a tiny room with a bare mattress. They'll give them an hour. Turns out, it's not like that at all. After passing through a metal detector, Officer Foster helps Maisha put things in the car. It's his job to escort the previous visitor out and turn right back around and drive Maisha in. One in, one out. So where are we going now? Well, now we're going to be going down by Wallpost 5, which is the uh, vehicle tally port, which is the entrance into the family visiting, which Mr. Paul is already down there waiting on her. It's a long drive around the edge of the prison, through a big gated checkpoint, and up to a small one-story building surrounded by chain-link fence that's topped with razor wire. An officer looks down from a nearby watchtower. Um, what we're going to do is remove all the uh, items from the vehicle. We're going to open the gate for uh, Mr. Paul here so that he can greet his wife and also help clear the vehicle. <laughs> Marcelo Paul is a big man with dreadlocks, gold-capped teeth, and a beaming smile. He walks up to the locked gate and waits. When it's opened, Marcelo and Maisha give each other a quick hug. and then help carry the bags and pre-ordered food into the apartment. Come 
Well, look at this. <laughs> this is like a little apartment. Oh, yeah, get my bag. That bag's heavy. <laughs> so, can you take me on a tour? Go ahead and identify yourself yeah. first because I don't know. Well, my name is Marcelo Paul. And this is? This is Family Visiting. Okay. One. Family Visiting. Hey. Well, here, you know, is the cabinets. You know, we have several cabinets for dishes, cups, and bowls, and plates, and microwaves, the sink, and a stove, nice stove, kitchen area. You know, we have cabinets, it's real clean, nice. Then we have the table here, which is, you know, the toasters on here where we eat and say grace and play our games and stuff like that. This is the living room area. So what's in the living room the living for people room, who can't see We have a VCR, it. we have couches, we have, you know, a, a nice square area for family of at least eight. Eight? Five to eight, yeah. People? Yeah, up to five yeah, to eight could. people, yeah. Yeah, and the TV. And black leather? Or is that yeah. not leather? Yeah, it's black leather. Black leather yeah. couch and chair. Nice soft black leather couches. Okay. It's not really leather, but it's still kind of nice. There are two bedrooms. The first has a worn double mattress on a metal frame. As Marcelo shows me around, my Isha's in the kitchen, filling the fridge with groceries. And moving into the hallway, and now... This is the, the bedroom right here area. It's real nice and clean and roomy. Did you already spacious. do your cleaning? Uh, Pre-clean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you pre-clean yeah, everything? Yeah, we pre-clean first. Yeah, that's, that's my main thing is to pre-clean everything and make sure everything is intact and everything washed. And then as I leave in two days, I make sure everything is just the same as I came in. I wipe down everything and I make sure I go in the toilet. Oh, come on oh, to okay. the bathroom. There's a bathroom with a door. No small thing in prison. Yeah, nice toilet. Yeah. We have a nice mirror right here, you know, that we can see each other. <laughs> and a water wall heat wall heater? Yeah, we have a nice wall heater that works, you know, in case we cold, we turn it on. Does it it gets well? real hot, yes, yeah. it gets real hot. Today you don't All need rooms it. are filled in with heat. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the second bedroom. Looking into the spare room, a portable baby crib leans against the wall. Some couples bring their children along on a family visit. Maisha and Marcelo don't have any shared children, so they spend their weekends alone. In the middle of the room is a double bed, metal springs sticking out the edge of the mattress. But it's the large, round, wet spot in the middle of the mattress we're both looking at. This one's not a very good... Whoops. Well, we we'll to turn that over. <laughs> So which yeah. bed are you moving into the living room? Oh, right here. This you bedroom. know which yeah. bed you're moving mm -hmm. in. So yeah. why do you move it into the living room? Well, sometimes we want to look at TV, you know. So it's, it's either or we look at TV while we laying down or we don't look at TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we had the option. We don't have kids today, so we can move it on into the living room so we can look at TV. Standing with Marcelo, looking around, if it weren't for the two officers standing in the middle of the room, it seemed like a pretty normal apartment. Can I ask you, I mean, a lot of people think that... They, they need to get to the Okay, okay. The officer tells me it's time to go. 
Well, thank you. Thank I appreciate you. you letting me do this. You're welcome. Very much. All right. Marcelo and Maisha get just 48 hours together in the apartment, once a month. They've been together 14 years. They met while Maisha was taking care of Marcelo's mom. She's a home health care worker. They fell in love. Marcelo had committed a robbery before they met and gotten away with it. But eventually, it caught up with him. And he was sentenced to 10 years. He's done five of them. I think about them all weekend. Monday morning, I go back and meet up with Maisha as she's coming out. We sit in her car and talk. <laughs> so how was it? Um, it was good. It's always good. Just don't like going home. So why? Well, I'm leaving my husband behind. So is it hard? Yeah. Can you describe that, what that's like as the day? I mean, can you tell me what the weekend was like? Um, well, we sat outside and played dominoes on Saturday. And after that, we just went in, watched TV, watched the movies that I had picked out, cooked. Which one did you start with? Um, we started with The Wire. <laughs> I knew you were going to start with The Wire. Because <laughs> it's more movies. <laughs> yeah, so we started with The Wire. Um, we watched a movie on TV. She tells me they pulled the bed into the living room so they could lie together while they watched. They cooked burgers and tacos. They listened to music and played dominoes. And sure, she says, they had sex. <laughs> Do you ever have a conjugal visit when you don't have sex? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, we might have a conjugal visit where we don't have as much sex as we had the one before, but other than no. <laughs> as I'm usually not that time of the month when I come, so as long as it's not that time of the month, we're good to go. <laughs> but she says, for her, it really isn't just about sex. It's about the smaller, quieter things, like Marcella waking her up in the morning. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels good because I don't get that at home. You know, at home, I'm sleeping by myself unless my grandbaby or one of my kids want to sleep with me, but they grown, so. <laughs> you know, I'm waking myself up in the morning or alarm clock is waking me up or my grandson comes and wakes me up. So it's good to have my husband wake me up. I think that's the nicest thing about being married, isn't it? Waking up. Yeah, together. Not alone. Not like alone. you look over and there's that person. Yeah. He, I think he watches me through through the night. You think? <laughs> yeah, I know he do sometimes. How do you know? Because sometimes I wake up and he's looking at me. So, <laughs> so yeah, and sometimes I do the same thing to him. Sometimes he's sleeping, he might wake up, and I'm watching him. So, <laughs> it back and forth, but but he is that him? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's calling. You can take it if you want. Well, Go ahead. It's okay. Because I'm not gonna be able to get off. <laughs> oh, I see. Will he be all right? Can he call you back? Yeah, he'll be able to call back. Oh, okay. That's so sweet. Yeah, he really is. You knew he was going to call. <laughs> like, you knew him. It always does. Even though conjugal visits aren't allowed in most U.S. prisons, in many countries, they're common. Australia, Brazil, Canada, Denmark, Germany, Israel, Russia, Spain, and Saudi Arabia all allow inmates and their partners to have conjugal visits. Mexico considers them a universal privilege and even allows families to move into the prisons and live with their imprisoned relative. 
Hello. Hello. Hey. I'm Nancy Mullane. Special thanks to Pat Walters of Pop-Up Magazine and Hadar Avaram, our scholarly advisor, for their insight and support on this story. Sally Herships edited the story. Caitlin Press created the sound design and produced the story with music by Lawrence English, Todd McDonald, Matthew Daher, and Kyle Kaplan. Life of the Law is a nonprofit project of the Tide Center and we're part of the infinite guest network of podcasts from American Public Media. If you haven't heard of Secret Skin or a tiny sense of accomplishment, go to infiniteguest.org and pick a play button. You can also find Life of the Law on PRX, Public Radio Exchange. We're funded by the Open Society Foundations, the Law and Society Association, the Proteus Fund, and you. If you're new to Life of the Law or you're a regular subscribe to our podcast, it just takes a minute. And if you have an idea for an upcoming story or maybe want to write about the law, visit lifeofthelaw.org. Hi, I'm Amy Choi. And I'm Rebecca Lair. And we are the Mashup Americans. The Mashup Americans. <laughs> uh, think of us as your guide to the hyphen America world we live in. Are you first generation Korean American married to a Colombian Mexican American and making beige babies? Us too. Or do you speak three languages and eat Salvadoran pupusas at Shabbat? Is Spanglish your best language? That's me. <laughs> uh, Spanglish is definitely your best language. Yeah, it was kind of a problem in graduate school. <laughs> eh, don't worry about it. We're, we're done with that. So we've got a new show here on the awesome Infinite Guest Network. You can go search for Mashup Americans in your favorite podcast app and check it out. We've got a great story about the mashup life of Donald Trump. Oh, and I just went to Margaret Cho's house to Netflix and chill. Kind of. <laughs> oh, my God. Vamos. Let's do this. As we like to.